So um, I'd like you to welcome Dave now, please. Dave's going to come and share a message with us. Well, good morning, folks. Um, I'm sorry that uh, for those of you expecting Richard to uh, speak this morning, as it says on the sheet, but um, Richard has been uh, partying hard at, uh, at Emmanuel's wedding, so uh, uh, was unable to speak. Uh, so I'm here in his place. So uh, if you're not happy, you've got 30 seconds to leave. <laughs> Okay, I, I, was, um, uh, I was really encouraging that worship about heaven invading earth. And um, that's got to be key for all of us, isn't it? And uh, I, I don't know what really floats your boat, but as I was, I was thinking the other day about what, what really inspires me. And um, I've just got a little confession. Um, sometimes I, I, I like to go onto YouTube and uh, I enjoy... Um, looking at, I, I hate the program, Britain's Got Talent, but I love looking at uh, the video of Paul Potts and Susan Boyle. Okay? Because that really gets to me, seeing those people who were, who were kind of nobodies and looked down on in society, and they came and performed, and they were, they were blown away. People were blown away by their talent. And that, that really stirs something up in me, seeing those people change. Um, but I have to say, I do feel a bit... I feel for them still, because I see there's, there's a fragility there with both of them. And, uh, you know, it's not a nice industry they've gone into, really. And uh, my heart still goes out to those two for some reason, because they haven't really made it. <laughs> They're still insecure, aren't they, in some ways. And I just... I still feel for them. But, but it's, it's great to see... The one was a car phone salesman, wasn't he? And now he's got platinum discs here, there and everywhere and performing all around the world but more than that it's seeing the kingdom of heaven impacting lives isn't it that's, that's what excites me and we've been singing today haven't we when heaven invades earth haven't we, we've been singing those words do we believe that and do we want to see that some do, some don't <laughs> but, but God wants to use you to see heaven invade earth he wants to use you and me, okay, to see the supernatural moves of God, okay? And uh, I've been looking at, um, uh, through Matthew, and seeing some of the supernatural moves of God in that book. And what is the supernatural? What is that? It's beyond and above the natural. Beyond and above the natural, and it's the realm in which God works and operates, Okay? And I want us to encourage us to live in that kingdom realm to see the moves of God. Because lots of the time, I'm in the natural, okay? And I think in the natural, and I want to get out of that and live in the kingdom of God, okay? And see the kingdom of God move, okay? And uh, I've been going through the book of Matthew with um, uh, the people, some people in the Good Soil House, and it's an, um, it's an amazing book. And to see the outworkings of the work of God and Jesus in that. And, you know, the natural is so natural for us <laughs> that we've got to get out there and live in the supernatural, in the kingdom of God. And that's where God wants us, uh, wants us to be. And, 
Uh, we're going to have a, a look at a few things in, in Matthew, which, I, which will inspire us. And personally, how do, we, how do we deal with the kingdom of God? And uh, I just want to read this. This is from Matthew 1. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. It's not Christmas, but we're okay to go to this passage. It's the birth of Jesus. <laughs> okay. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a, a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph. And he, he went on. Okay. And the, the one thing that really struck me there was it said that Joseph considered these things. He considered these things. So his wife comes up to him and says, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. In the natural, you're going to flip out. Aren't you? Okay? You're going to go crazy. But it said Joseph considered these things. He took time and he pondered and he had an open hand to the things of God. And as he considered these things, an angel appeared to him. And I think, oh, wow, isn't that amazing for us personally? Because lots of the time, Dave Collett reacts in the natural straight away. But Joseph considered things. He had an open hand. Okay? And folks, that's how we should be living our lives today, is having an open hand and considering these things and saying, God, what are you saying? Because if I close my hand, I'm preventing the supernatural and I'm living in the natural. Okay? And Joseph, there's nobody else in the world who has ever experienced that. Okay? Never, ever had that, but Joseph did. Okay? And he was considering divorcing her, but he thought about the things. And God appeared, an angel appeared to him and explained everything. Okay? In the natural, he was about to divorce her. The supernatural came up because he allowed it to and was pondering, and it helped him. Okay? It helped him. Okay? Now, I want to encourage us not to live in the natural, but to live in the supernatural. Okay? And um, we've just been singing there, waiting here for you. Who was singing that song? Waiting here for you, arms lifted high. Do we? Or do we have that hand closed and we think, I'm in charge? Okay? That was a challenge to me. Okay, waiting here and being patient for the move of the kingdom of God. Okay, that's exciting. Okay? And sometimes we prevent that by having our hands closed. Okay, uh, recently, two weeks ago, I buried my grandmother, okay, and um, she was, um, well, I didn't, but we, did, we didn't bury her, she was cremated, but she was 102 years old, so that was my, my dad's uh, mother, and uh, I was having lots of phone calls from undertakers saying, we're really sorry for your loss, Mr. Collett, and, and all this sort of stuff, and, and in reality, when I was speaking to my gran, well, Ever since the age of 80, she was saying, I can't wait to go. Okay? And, and we got to the stage where we were thinking, we can't wait for you to go. And, and I, I don't mean that horribly, but as she was failing, okay, in the natural, it's sad. But in the supernatural, it's amazing. 
okay? And I was, I was going, I was looking uh, on YouTube. I don't spend much time on YouTube at all. I, I don't do it. But, I, but I, I was looking at some Christian music. And, it, that, well, it, and there's a chap called, I don't even know whether I pronounce his name right, Andre Rue, have you heard of him? Yeah, okay. He's a, is he, he's a Dutch bloke, isn't he? Dutch violinist. And he played this song. Um, there was no singing to it, but it was Nearer My God to Thee. Nearer my God to thee. And for those of you, I didn't know that hymn well. There we go, Bill says. So, so you, I looked up that, and it's, it's a song they were playing when the Titanic went down. Okay? And, and um, as they, on the film, not, perhaps not in reality, I don't know whether it was or not. <laughs> but but I, I, looked at that, I looked at that hymn. I, I looked at that hymn, and the author of that hymn wrote it. Um, it, it came from, she was inspired from Genesis uh, 28, which was Jacob's Ladder. Okay, and, and I just thought I'd have a little read of that. And it says this, you don't have to look it up, but it says, um, um, so this, sorry, the verse 11, it says, it says, taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. Okay, and then he had a dream of the angels descending up and down on the ladder, and uh, God said that your, your family will be blessed and all that sort of stuff. And then it says this, at uh, verse 16, then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And I thought of my nan as I read that, because she died peacefully in her sleep. Okay? So she died, she went to sleep, put her head on the pillow, and she woke up, and she said, surely this is in the place, I'm now in the presence of God. Okay? That is supernatural. Okay? So in the natural, we can be sad. I've got all these undertakers. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm thinking she's 102, and she's glad she's gone. Okay? And that is the supernatural. That's amazing, isn't it? And that's the place where we need to be, folks, is allowing God to to speak to us and and meet with us and to get his, his perspective on things. And let's live more in the supernatural rather than the natural. And uh, back to Matthew, I've been, I've been ploughing through it, and um, um, we're going we're gonna to have a little look at that in a second. Uh, we're going to be at, at chapter 8, but in chapter 8 and chapter 9, you've, you see Jesus has uh, given his ministry, the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, lots of things going on, but in chapters 8 and 9, you see many miracles, many miracles, okay? There's lots, well, I'll look at them in a bit. But, but one of the greatest miracles there, I think, and I'm, I'm not uh, going to argue too greatly about it, but I think it's the best miracle. And if anybody wants to discuss it with me afterwards, we can do. Okay? But I'll tell you what it is. It's a, the greatest one, I think, is a changed life. Okay? And it's the conversion of Levi. Okay? So you've got all those amazing miracles of healings and the storms being calmed. The greatest one, I believe, is a changed life. And you've got Levi, okay, who's a, a, a Jewish chap. He's in the uh, tax booth, and he's sitting there. And Jesus, well, before Jesus comes, he's despised by his own people. He's hated by the Jews, okay, because he's collaborating with the Romans to collect taxes. So he's a traitor. He hasn't got many friends. He hasn't got any, really, and Jesus rocks up to him and says, follow me. 
Now, to, to be an understudy of a rabbi, okay, it takes hard work. You're learning massive chunks of, uh, of scripture at that point, and it's for the best of the best. And Matthew knows he's nowhere near that. He knows he's a million miles away from that. So he's a, he's a traitor in the tax booth, and Jesus rocks up to him and turns that system right on its head. Matthew, come and follow me. Okay? In the natural, Matthew was nowhere. In the supernatural, Jesus says, I'm going to use you. Follow me. Matthew drops everything, and he goes and follows him. Okay? And he becomes a disciple or a follower of Jesus. And what does he do? He ends up writing a gospel for his Jewish friends, his Jewish people, his people to, to, to inspire them that Jesus is the Messiah. He could have been full of bitterness. Those people hated me. I'll hate them back. But he wrote a book specifically towards the Jewish nation saying this Jesus is, is the one. Follow him. Okay? He's changed me. Follow him. Supernatural. Okay? Amazing. Amazing. I want to fast forward 2,000 years. Okay? I was in, in counter camp this year. I, I had a year off, but I went in some evenings. And uh, um, there, was, there was a testimony of a girl there who's been, who's been going for about three or four years, I think. And uh, she, she just shared a testimony. And uh, her testimony was that she was from quite a wealthy family, uh, but she got into the drug scene, uh, hanging around with some of the wrong people. And... And what, what happened was um, she got into drugs quite heavily, went into prison, uh, and then she, she said she got into prostitution for a short period, probably about six or nine months, something like that. Okay? And she said this line, I have no shame, I have no guilt. And I thought to myself, wow. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Now, in the natural, that's impossible. That is absolutely impossible. But in the supernatural, Jesus has taken that shame and taken that guilt and taken it away. And I thought to myself, isn't that amazing? Isn't that absolutely, outstandingly unbelievable? And no other word other than supernatural. What Jesus does. And, and what had happened to her during that time... During that time, she'd met up with a, a Christian girl, okay, who'd led her and shown her to Jesus, and she's now working in that, in that rehab where that, that lady works, okay? So Jesus had used somebody to minister to her. Because I don't know whether you know, but Jesus isn't on the earth anymore. But he's using people like you and me to make heaven invade earth. Okay? People like you and me. Alright? God wants to use us. He wants us to be vessels. Okay? And that's what, that's what happened uh, to that girl. And, it, and it, it, was just, it just amazed me again. I see the story of Matthew. The Matthew, you know, from nowhere. And Jesus used him. And, and that's happening today. And uh, as... It was interesting when Dave was talking about the youth today, you know, uh, about being filled with the Spirit. Looking at the life of John the Baptist in Matthew as well. Before his birth, three things. He'd be great before the Lord, filled with the Holy Spirit from birth, and point many to Christ. 
That's the same for you. Okay, all right. Don't be great before man. Be great before the Lord. That's an aim for us all, isn't it? Okay. Be filled with the Holy Spirit from birth. Is that for us? Absolutely. From our new birth, be filled with the Holy Spirit and point many to Christ. Okay? That's, that's, what, that's what we're supposed to be like. Okay? And uh, interestingly, this morning, I picked up Dima saying, Welcome to Hope Church Sunday. Sunday morning. And I want to say, how's Hope Church doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Okay? How's it doing? Because we are representatives of Jesus where we are and who we meet. Okay? So tomorrow morning, set your alarm on Hope Church Monday. Where are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, because it's, it's interesting, in the first miracle that Jesus does, sorry, it's not the first miracle, but after he was, after he was uh, teaching... I just love this passage. I'm just going to read it now. It says, this is um, 7.28 to 8.4. It says, And when Jesus had finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And when he came down the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. Sorry, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priests and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. Okay? So, Jesus has just given an amazing sermon. Okay? And they are astonished. Have you ever been astonished at a sermon? Good, good, (laughs) good. Okay, because it's it's the word of God, isn't it? ministering to us but I just wonder what that scene was like the Bible doesn't say much about it but Jesus has just given an amazing sermon everybody's astonished and he's walking down the hill followed by crowds and a leper comes up to him I just wonder what the reaction of the crowd was okay I'm comfortable with the speaking but when this leper comes to me whoa hang on hang on but the word of God has got legs, okay? And it's got, it's got compassion, it's got movement, okay? It's not just about sitting here and us receiving teaching. I, I, often, I often think about this, and youth don't take this as, um, as the physical, <laughs> but it's not about university, it's about an apprenticeship, Okay, so we, what I mean by that, it's not sitting here and absorbing it like, like you would do it in university and then maybe not using your university degree ever again. It's about an apprenticeship. It's about, it's about hearing and moving, hearing and operating. Okay, and that's where you get your learning from. Okay, it's by messing up and making mistakes and learning from experience. So, so I just wondered, when this leper came up to Jesus, what the reaction was of the crowd. Because lepers didn't come anywhere near people. They rang the bell. And the people parted. They lived outside their city. Okay? It's messy. And as, as believers, when we walk in stuff, we're going we're gonna to get into mess. Okay? And we're going to need the supernatural of God to 
to, to really break through for us. Okay? And I, I just, just want to, you know, that they were astonished at his teaching, but, but we need to go deeper. You know, when Peter was called, it says he was teaching in the shallows, but then Jesus said, let's go into the deep. Okay? And it's, it's about going deeper with Jesus into circumstances. That's what it's about. Discipleship is action. And we've got to get on the move with God. And then the next, the next bit was, this is interesting what Dima said earlier on. The, the leper came to Jesus. Why did he do that? I mean, we've got hindsight of everything, haven't we? You know, we're looking back at it. But the, the leper went to Jesus. Why did he do that? Okay. I mean, I'm not going to answer that question for you. Um, because I want you to work through that yourself. But what I want to ask you a question is, do people come to you? Are people drawn to you? And should they be? Because Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. But he then says, so are you. Okay? I don't go where you go. Richard Thomas doesn't go where you go. God has put you in your place for you to be a light to the people that you meet. Okay? And Jesus wants to use you in that role. Okay? Whether you're teaching, whether you're unemployed, whether you're working in a hospital, whether you're a mum, whatever. He, he wants to use you. And, you know, when Dima said earlier on that people have come, have noticed something about us, I should jolly well think so. Yeah. <laughs> because if they don't, we're, we're, we're doing something really wrong. Okay? Because that's where we should be. Okay? And I, I want to tell you that people today have got no idea where to go to when they're in trouble. Okay? I'll tell you what, meds are through the ceiling of people trying to, trying to cover stuff up because they don't know what to do. They don't know where Jesus is. They've never heard of him. They've heard of the church. And folks, that's where we've got to step in. And when we see problems, when we see problems, don't worry. Just be that love to people. And then see what, see what, what God reveals to us, okay? And people don't know where to come because they've got no concept of the gospel and they're hiding and struggling. And, and you and me, we can be that light to people, Okay? And it's meeting people within that, that mess. That leper came to Jesus because he knew he was Lord. And he came down and he knew, bent down on his knees and he knew he was an authority. People may come to you and say, there's something different about you. Can you help me? But get into that mess with people. And what did Jesus do? He stretched out his hand. He, he says he stretched out. Okay? Ooh. We've got to stretch out, folks. Okay? Because if we've got an open hand to the th kingdom of God, we can be something to people through the power of Jesus. Stretch out. Okay? Be intentional. Okay? And I think the dangerous thing is here is don't try and guess you know what the supernatural is. Okay? I think this person needs... Da -da -da -da. That's the worst thing you can ever do. Okay? Just be loving and compassionate and saying, I'm standing here with you, and have an open hand to see what God wants to say. Okay? All right? It's messy. Those, um, I'm just going to read these. Matthew 8 and 9. 
listen to this. Okay, these were some of the miracles that Jesus did. The servant who was paralyzed went through the mother of all storms. Two madmen came from the tombs. Okay? A ruler's daughter had died on the way. A woman who's been bleeding for 12 years, okay, spent all her money on everything else. Uh, physicians and stuff never worked. Two blind men said, can I have mercy on you? And, and a mute came, who was demon-possessed came up to Jesus. Now, in the natural, that would freak you out. But in the supernatural, Jesus dealt with any one of those. And can I say to you, what situation are you going through? What situation are you going through? Because all those situations there are impossible for us in the natural. As, a, as an ex-policeman, I dealt with some quite stressful situations. Okay, And I like to think to myself, I can handle quite stressful situations. But in those... Okay, I just, I just have a little giggle to myself on how I would have reacted to some of those. Okay, okay. Um, my daughter's dead. Okay, I'll leave that with you. Storms, I'm holding on and I'm panicking just like anybody else. Two madmen from the tombs. Whoa, that's a bit weird for me. I'm talking in the natural ear, folks. Okay? Because we've got to get real. We read these stories and we're so familiar with them that we, we almost forget what the feeling's about here. Okay? But we, we've got a God who's with us and, and, and he wants to help us. And when we help other people, we haven't got the answers all the time, but we're just there. We can just be there and, and, and have that open hand and say, God, just reveal stuff for me for these people. Do you know what I'm saying? No? Okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so I just want to encourage us to stretch out and be intentional to people because there's hurting people. And we haven't got the answer, but we know a person who has. And it's just being with those people. And it says he stretched out his hand. Jesus did it. He's no longer here, but his Holy Spirit is. And he's looking for a physical body to work through. And who's that? Us. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have picked you, but Jesus does. Okay? <laughs> I wouldn't have picked me, but that's the way Jesus works. But that's our natural reaction, isn't it? I wouldn't have picked me, but that's what Jesus does. Okay? So don't disqualify yourself. And that's who we are as a church. And, and he touched. He touched the leper. Okay? And this is, the, uh, this is the supernatural thing, isn't it? That the clean, clean Jesus made an unclean person clean. Now, there's nothing natural about that, is there? I have these uh, letters from school. Uh, I have so many, I've just been in most of them. But nits, Mr. Collett, the school has nits. Beware that uh, your child could get nits. And I reply to them, don't worry, I'll send my son in who's got no nits and he will make all the nits disappear. <laughs> now you're laughing because it's ludicrous. Okay? It's ludicrous. But that's what happened in this story. That the power of Jesus, okay, made the leprosy go. 
okay? May the leprosy go. And it's, it's just amazing, that is, isn't it? And I think, do you know what? In the power of Jesus, you can see many things happen to people, to friends, to colleagues, if you just allow Jesus to work through you. But, but sometimes we, we want to see the end from the beginning. <laughs> but you've got to get in the process, okay? You've got to get in the process. Going through that storm was a massive process for those disciples to trust Jesus, okay? And you've got to go through those storms and things. And it is messy, but it, but it, is, a, it, it is amazing, isn't it? My time, my time has gone, and, and, and the youth are coming back in very soon. So um, it was interesting what Dave prayed for. Um, is Dave here? He's not, has he got? Oh, he is there. He is there. Because I, I, wanted to, I wanted to pray for different groups today for who you are. So I, I wanted to pray for the public, the private, the, the um, uh, um, unemployed, the retired, and all that to impact where, where you are, okay? But, but Dave, Dave wanted to, and I wonder whether we could pick that up another week, because Dave wanted to pray for the youth today, and I saw that there were some youth that came up, and uh, uh, I, I saw that there was lots that didn't, and that's fine, uh, because you may not have wanted prayer, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to have prayer now, okay? Okay? Because, because it, it's really important for you, okay? And I don't mean to embarrass you, kids, because I... And what I mean by that is I, I want you to, to know the power of God where you are. I want you to, to learn to have an open hand. And as you go through things, it's okay. God's with you. Okay? Uh, so I think we've got some youth in the middle here. So I just wonder whether we could just all stand, gather around, and just pray for them. And, and, and folks, just, just be led by the Spirit in how you pray to each and every one. Because... because do you know what, youth, I, I don't know lots of you, but I, I've got a heart for you, okay? This is a, it's a very difficult period of life, okay, as you, as you start to find yourself. And I, I just pray that you just know the heart of God for you, okay? And as you know that, as you can be an influence in your schools, in your environment, and, and do you know what, if, if, if I could do my life again, I'd be a lot better at doing stuff, uh, you know? I'd be looking at some of the kids in your classes who, who might be awkward and struggling and have problems, and I'd be a lot brighter to what was happening to them now than I was when I was at school, okay? I would encourage you to love those people and pray for them because there's big problems going on at homes and situations like that, and just be spiritually aware of those things. So can we just gather around the youth and just pray for them and just be, just be free in that? Have we got any youth who are not in the middle? Now they're all in the middle, aren't they? I think they are. And, uh, um, and I'll just pray before we close. I'll just pray to close, but then I want you to pray for them. And, um, sorry? Uh, do, should I, do you want to? Uh, I'll just pray for us to finish, and I want you to pray for the youth. And stand up, youth. Come on. Don't have attitude. Up you get. Okay? I'll just pray. And uh, Lord Jesus, I just thank you. Lord, that we're not alone. I thank you that, Lord, you laid down your life for us. And, Lord, you've left your spirit with us to inspire us. And, Lord, I just pray that we'll be Holy Spirit carriers to where we are and in whatever situations we're in. And, uh, Lord, I pray that we'll be kingdom-minded in every situation that we face.
Lord, just bless every single one of us and, and help us. And Lord, if we're facing issues, I thank you that we're not alone, but you're with us. Help us to be intentional with one another when we see people struggling to get alongside and, and share your love and compassion with people. And Lord, we just want to pray for the youth right now. We understand the pressures they're under. And Lord, I just pray that you'll teach them to be open-handed, to receive from you, Lord, to know, to know your kingdom in all things. And uh, just bless them, Lord.